It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a streamer hopper? Mike is, and frankly, I am. I bet most people actually are. We want to know. Join the conversation if you like, or send us a tweet or an email, 651-641-1071. You have any tips or tricks about how best to hop streaming services? Mike, we were talking about this yesterday, and you said that you do this. Can you give us a little bit of um, a thumbnail on how you guys approach streaming services sure yeah so it's a situation where if we know there's a big series coming up so for example like uh, house of the dragon was coming up that is the prequel to game of thrones or mm-hmm. that, that that was uh, this last uh, fall and we knew we really wanted to watch it now netflix is the one that we always have we always have that service and then basically hulu we did the disney hulu espn bundle so those are the four that we kind of always have yeah and then we kind of look around and be like okay what shows do we need to watch so then we have a list i'm i'm you know, going to be marrying a uh, financial analyst. So we have a spreadsheet. Is she a Virgo? Um, no, What's she's a cancer. Thing? Oh, cancer. Okay. So she uh, must have Virgo somewhere in her chart because that's a very Virgo behavior. Got it. Okay. <laughs> because I live with one. <laughs> Spreadsheets you are your friend. Yes. So she's got it kind of all laid out. Okay. These are the shows we want to watch. This is what we're thinking about. So then we'll kind of bounce around when it comes to the uh, Paramount Pluses, the NBC, uh, the Peacock one, the yeah. things like that. So we just kind of look at what movies are coming up, what shows are coming up that we want to watch, and then we'll just bounce around from them. So right now we've got a nice long list for Apple TV Plus, which we're planning on starting here Ted Lasso. very soon. Ted Lasso shrinking. shrinking. Um, and there's also a Tetris, Tetris movie yes. with Taron Edgerton. I just yes. watched the trailer on that last night. I was like, ooh, I want to watch this. A, because I like Taron Edgerton, and B, it just gave me some like 80s uh, retro, you know, nostalgia vibes. We recently just got a Nintendo Switch, and you can actually play all the old Game Boy games oh. on your Switch. And yes, the Tetris game has been played a lot by me. You don't realize how amazing of a game that was until it's you're this so many years addictive. removed, and you're like, oh man, I just want more. I just want to keep playing. Yeah, there's a, a game that I play on my phone. It's not Tetris. I, I don't know why I don't actually play Tetris, because I'm sure that's a thing. Yep. Uh, but I'm just looking up the game. It's called, like, Woodblock Sudoku. Okay. <laughs> but it's essentially like a Tetris kind of game where you have these wood blocks that mm-hmm. are in similar shapes that the Tetris ones are, and you have to rearrange them. But it's not like timed. You can play a time version, yep. but you can also just do like at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And it's like super duper addictive. Anyway, that got me uh, interested in that show. Gotcha. So we, you know, I love that you have an actual spreadsheet. We're not quite there yet. I imagine if I tasked Jamie with that. Uh, he would probably be all about it, like being more thoughtful Mm -hmm. about laying it out because we will turn certain ones on and off. And like you said, we've got the core and the core for us includes that Hulu bundle because that's where we get our live TV. We do the the Hulu live TV, which frankly, I I would love to not have a live TV streamer anymore, but I just can't bring myself to not having 
live TV, you know, should there be breaking news events or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So that's our core. And then, of course, Netflix. And I think at this point I would say HBO Max. But then there are all the others that will kind of go back and forth on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I also have a BritBox membership. Oh, okay. BritBox is a bunch sure. of British shows. Uh, and when certain the series that we watch come back, I'll turn that back on. So I think everybody probably is very similar. If you guys uh, can relate, join the conversation or send us a tweet or an email. 651-641-1071. I initially was kind of frustrated at the fact that we all left cable we cut the cord right so we we cut the cable cord so that we could save a bunch of money but then slowly but surely we just started spending more and more money because every you know there were like umpteen streaming services right Mm -hmm. but the difference is you don't have like a contract you don't have equipment so you really can be more nimble about turning certain ones on and off you know the one thing I also noticed, though, is a lot of the people who get their cable, you also have to get your internet through those same entities a lot of the times. Well, I and will say, if you end up getting your internet like through Xfinity, yeah. you're almost dumb to not get cable, right? Mm-hmm. Because don't they make it so financially viable for you? And it seems like as cutting the cord becomes more and more popular, if you are getting it through, if you're getting your internet through one of those sources, that just seems like the price is just ticking up. I just had a conversation with my mother yesterday that sh- those prices continue to rise. And uh, they're seemingly the the cable or the live TV isn't rising as quickly as the internet, which makes sense because so many people are deciding to cut the cord. But, I will say we have fiber uh, USI okay. Fiber, mm-hmm. is that the name? Uh, and and so essentially, you know, they just, they come in and install a thing and sure. you get like super fast speeds. Um, so we don't have that like bundle problem uh, because I, I, you know, like my mom, I think has all her stuff through Xfinity. And so she's paying for cable, mm-hmm. she's paying for her internet, and then she's still paying for, you know, all the different streaming services. So it's yeah. like, my God. Mm-hmm. It adds up. The one thing that uh, HBO Max does, and I think more of these probably are going to get to, and they should, because we talked about, and I was just bringing up to, to Sarah, I was like, oh, we're almost done watching The Sopranos, because we wanted to get back for some reason that just missed both of us. She's yeah. a little bit younger, and I'd never watched that series. I was younger at the time. So we're going through, and we're into the final season of that. And uh, once it gets done, I'm like, well, HBO's kind of quiet right now. There's nothing where you have to die for to watch there. We're going to do Apple TV+. Plus. Let's just you know stop with the HBO. And then she reminded me, we actually did the year long on that one. So oh. I think it's pretty wise for these companies to maybe start. It's it's a reduction of price right away yep. if you know you're going to have it for a year. But it keeps but you. It keeps you. Exactly. And then you'll forget. They're, mm-hmm. they're banking on the fact that you're going to forget. And yep. then it'll renew at whatever the normal price is. I will say we did that with Peacock. Okay. Because we got a deal for like, I don't know. I swear it was like $40 for a year's worth of Peacock. Yep. And it was, I don't remember why Jamie uh, tries to watch all the nominated films uh, in a given year. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, there were a couple movies on Peacock. And so then he wanted to get that. So I, then when he said it was $40 for the year, I was like, that's a no brainer because I'm sure the monthly fee, if you just pay per month, is going to be more expensive. So five or six or something. 40 bucks is like two movies, Mm -hmm. you know, going out to see two movies. So it's totally worth it. But then to your point, you've, Forget that they're there, and then before you know it, you have all the streaming services. So you, it does require a certain amount of diligence mm-hmm. to stay on top. And I imagine with your spreadsheet situation, you probably also have some reminders set up. Sure. Like, make sure you cancel this one yep. before this date. 
and you understand why I am not running that spreadsheet because I got a new Apple product recently, and with that new Apple product, you get three, uh, you get I think a full three months for free. You just have to activate it in the first three months of your new product, and I completely forgot to set a reminder, and that time and elapsed, it. and now I don't have that free three-month mm-hmm. trial. So. We did that. That happened with us for Apple TV+, Plus, mm-hmm. and then we figured that out. But yeah, the, you. it would be nice if you could just keep all of those things in one place. Sure. I mean, I guess you can, you know, the answer is to set yourself a reminder, but look, they're not going to make it super <laughs> easy for us to do that. Is there a streaming service that you wish you could have all the time or like what's the streaming service that you you know don't have 24 7 but you look forward to when you can you know get Mm. back on it i'm thinking well paramount plus is the one that we just bounce back onto because for live sports march madness that's we always have it this next two months because of march madness they have you can get cbs's local station for free um as part of that subscription so if you have Paramount Plus, you get CBS for free, all their live stuff. But then also the Masters is coming up the end of this weekend. So they have all the coverage of the golf tournament. You so. added a whole other layer of yeah. complexity when it comes to streaming and something that's not relevant in our house, which is sports. Because mm-hmm. there are so many different places and everybody's trying to attract different eyeballs with you know a sports component. Everybody from, what, Disney yep. with uh, ESPN mm-hmm. and... I mean, I feel like everybody's got a sports component. At I this think point. it's Tubi right now has always prided itself on saying, "Oh, if you become a subscription to us, we have the most sports of anybody." Really? You know, they, but they, I think, get some more of the lesser. Not you're not going to be able to stream like you're talking about on ESPN, your Monday Night Football, and some of your other really big mainstream type things. They have like all of these random soccer matches and all these other things, and the Golf Channel and all these different other channels tied to it. I think that's how that one works. Well, speaking of streaming, mm-hmm. uh, and thanks for sharing, Mike. But you, yeah. you. You mentioned we were having this conversation. Do you remember the other day about ridiculousness? You <laughs> yes. told me that that's all that's airing basically on MTV right now. Uh-huh. The show called Ridiculousness. Yep. Which I have never heard of in my life. Yep. And then lo and behold, earlier today I was trolling through the internet and I came across an article that said why MTV reruns ridiculousness constantly. And I've got the answer for you. And it actually says a lot about where we're at with who's actually watching television anymore when they're not on streaming services. So uh, maybe we'll just continue the streaming conversation when we come back right here on my. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Boulevard auto works. Warmer weather is on the way. Is it? I mean, allegedly, supposedly, but anyway, that means there's going to be plenty of opportunity pretty quick to roll down plenty of opportunities, rather to roll down those windows and enjoy some fresh air. So, When you're doing that, if you hear any weird noises from your car, like, oh, look at the beautiful, what is that noise? I want you to call Tom and his team over at Boulevard. Uh, It's what I do. If your car's cooling system fails you at any point this summer, call Boulevard. They're the hometown professionals that you can trust to keep you comfy on the road all spring and summer long. Now, the thing I love about Boulevard, well, one of the many things I love about working with Boulevard Auto Works is I know when I drop my car off, it's in great hands. They're going to fix whatever ails it or keep on top of the maintenance. But in the process, I'm going to have a free courtesy car to head about my day. I'm going to get a complete detailed list of everything they've done to my vehicle in language I can understand. I love the team at Boulevard and so will you. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Donna. I'm Bradley. Donna will be back tomorrow. We are just uh, waiting out the weather as I look outside. It's pretty dark and gray right now. 
Mike, when when stuff really gets the fan? Seeing drops, yeah, it's it's the raindrops are falling. Now. But we're we're gonna stay mostly rain, right? Yes, fortunately in the uh, metro area, no uh, really winter weather impacts at all. It sounds like from St. Cloud to Point in the North, they're expecting tons of uh, rain and ice and snow, and then blizzard conditions possible as well. Oh my god! So, so it's gonna be nasty if you're up. North, I feel bad so for them up safe. north, but man, I'm glad we dodged that bullet. Maybe yep. anyway, who knows what's around the corner? Whatever. Anyway, let's get back to talking. TV because we can all agree uh, that TV is well. Frankly, the weather's always beautiful on TV unless you're watching like hour after hour of ridiculousness, <laughs> which is a, on MTV, which is a show I'd never really heard of or thought about. But Mike, I don't remember how this conversation came up, but yeah. after the show one day, we, yeah, we found out that um, Chanel West Coast, who is the if you've watched Ridiculous, she's the one on the couch who just giggles the entire time. And yes, has a very yes. distinctive yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has actually uh, agreed to uh, deal with Paramount Plus to produce some things and to uh, take on a different role. So she's actually leaving the show after I think eleven years. And I did, like, I'll be honest, I did not know anything about this show. But then you said, you know, like MTV is basically showing nothing but ridiculousness. Like yeah. that's all MTV does. And I was like, God, that is so weird. I know there's that thing where you turn on any given cable channel and there'll probably be some sort of marathon of like whatever the popular shows are. Pawn Stars. But, but Pawn <laughs> Stars, which I used to be obsessed with Pawn Stars. But then when I discovered it was all fake and yeah. like overproduced, I was like, oh, it's boring. You ever been there? Been there, yeah. The actual location, no. Oh, it's, have you? Yes, I have. It's fun though because what they do is they actually like half of the store that you see in the show where they have like the bikes and some of the bigger stuff. They only shoot, I think, a couple of days out of the month. Yeah. And when they're not shooting, they put up this big wall with merch, oh. and they kind of just shuffle you th- or shuffle you through their like cattle. Like you can, wa- it's a long line of people, and then they say, "Don't stop moving, don't take pictures, just keep moving until you leave." If you actually want to buy something, then we'll have an associate talk to you. And and then that's when you can actually well, it seems like kind you know, of a bummer. It is very. Yeah. I going into it. I was much more excited than after I left. Actually, when you first said Pawn Stars, I was thinking Storage Wars. Oh, gotcha. Also but I also mm-hmm. I also had a love affair <laughs> with Pawn Stars. But then I feel like I don't know that show. Um, but back to, to yeah. Storage Wars. You mm-hmm. ever watch that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's another one of those yep. shows that you could just watch hour after hour after hour after yep. hour. But back to why MTV is running nothing but ridiculousness. There's yeah. an article over at realityblurred.com, and I'll put this in the show links page. The, truly, it's because they think that, well, cable television networks are just, they're dinosaurs. Yeah. And so, and the audience for those shows are dinosaurs. Like, it's an older audience. And frankly, um, when they they caught up with someone who's responsible for, for programming, the explanation was simply to say ridiculousness as a show is one of those genius shows that's perfectly scientifically designed to get older younger right left it brings them to their instant happy place and i think another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What people get confused about is they think we're still doing 20 episodes a year when generally we tend to premiere 8 to 12 new ridiculousness episodes per week. Wow. 8 to 12 per week. Wow. And that show delivers the audience time and time again. It says it delivers for the audience that is left watching daytime television. That audience is a lot smaller and older. Got it. And Makes that's sense. why, frankly, they're able to you know put that. It it almost reminds me of like what, oh gosh, I think of like what those free, I forget what they call them, but the street, they're essentially the streamers where you have to watch commercials, but like you Pluto. just ha- like Pluto TV yes. and yep. Freevee, mm-hmm. essentially you can just tune into one thing and then just go for hours. The Price is Right channel and yeah. the Cops channel and the American Gladiators channel. Yes, I love Oh, those are just good backgrounds. Yes, TV, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you do you watch Ridiculousness? I don't. Um, my father's obsessed with it. He has been for a long time. I don't understand why, but he does. And uh, again, like you said, it's geared towards this audience that doesn't want to have to like make a lot of decisions about it. For those who haven't seen it, it's basically America's Funniest Home Videos, like a slightly souped up version of that yeah. all just online clip clips. And it's what we all did once we discovered YouTube. You know, when you just would go down YouTube rabbit holes, that's all it is. Yep. It's themed YouTube rabbit holes that are put into a nice tidy box hosted by Rob Dietrich. Yeah, which is basically my life is just I'm I, I don't watch ridiculousness because yeah. I am just <laughs> down those YouTube sure, rabbit holes absolutely. on my own. Mm-hmm. Thanks to whatever the YouTube algorithm is on TV. But I thought that was kind of interesting, like yeah. because increasingly cable te- like when do you sit down, turn on a cable television like if what's your live tv there isn't one oh you yeah, don't have live tv at all really no with the exception of like now with paramount plus we've got live cbs so we can watch sporting events or things like that live yeah but no for the most part just sitting down and doing the live thing no the looking thing, at the guide going through nothing the only thing that i do because we have it through hulu is if i turn it on live it'll be for news sure and yep. just to like yep. tune into some news mm-hmm. while i'm getting dinner ready or something but rarely would i just turn on like bravo yeah or discovery mm-hmm. because if i want discovery guess what i'm going to do i'm going to go over to discovery plus which hopefully, uh, which hopefully will, uh, it's going to merge probably with HBO, right? A Showtime. Isn't that what we talk? No, Isn't sh- no, no sorry. Showtime. Yes, you're right. Okay, that's Warner Brothers as well. So Disney, yes, the Warner Brothers merger with Discovery Plus. And, Wait, uh, is it Disney? No, I thought it was HBO, HBO Max. Max. Sorry, and so Warner HBO Brothers. HBO yeah. Max and Discovery Plus allegedly, supposedly, at some point, we'll will be coming together at some point, and mm-hmm. I hope it's sooner rather than later because I hate having to pay for two different streaming services to get my Discovery Plus. Also, there's a show I watch on Discovery Plus, which is not available on Discovery Plus yet because it's only now available on Hulu. Which just I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I ridiculousness, right? It's not ridiculousness though. <laughs> Uh, yes um it's like 16 bucks by the way that uh merger is what they're talking about as of a month ago the hbo max and discovery plus so that that would be increased price wise that would be fine Mm -hmm. and if i remember correctly discovery plus is going to remain as a standalone for those who just want it and they don't want the bundle which to me who's that who's watching discovery plus that's not watching hbo max
Oh yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Dawn, but because she gets all her TLC, that's where all that's the, true. the that's TLC true. is from. But and she'd all those probably shows, but want she also, the access to HBO yeah, Max, no right? But mm-hmm. no, I totally get it. All right, when we come back from TV to um, I have a food question, Ooh. more of an etiquette, etiquette question. Is it rude to start eating before everyone is served, and what's the actual etiquette around that behavior? We'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. It looks miserable outside, but it's a lot of fun inside here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn as we head through our Tuesday. It feels like it's Thursday. It's only Tuesday. I don't know if the weather is responsible for that, Mike, or if it just feels like the winter has is it's never leaving be, us. Yeah, it keeps teasing us. It starts oh. melting, and then we get a whole bunch more, and now it's melting again, and I hope it is done. Allegedly, we're getting, what, like 60s next week? That's what we heard. Okay. We also heard 70s this week, so we know how that You went. think... I don't know. What day is that supposed to be? Next. I'm not even sure. I have to look. All right. Anyway. Well, here, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it rude to start eating? at Like, let's say you yep. and I yes. and our significant others are okay. having a dinner yep. at a restaurant. Yes. Uh, is it rude to start eating before everyone is served? What do you think? Ooh, it just depends. Okay. Or what's that, your take, I should so say? So my take is in that way you just described it so let's say i am the one who doesn't get my food in that situation if yep. the other three of you get the food the first thing i'm going to say is oh please just go ahead and eat yeah so i'm going to instantly give you guys the permission to go ahead and dig into your food and enjoy it that's what i would do so i feel like the you know responsibility is kind of on the person who didn't get their food yeah to make that comment now if this is a first date or maybe a job interview or maybe some other fancy situation that might change a little bit but in the example you just give gave that's how i would do it Okay, so according to etiquette experts, mm-hmm. as trolled on the internet, sure, you are correct. Okay, nice. So, okay, I wanted to have this conversation because it's come up a couple times in uh, recent days and weeks. Just because I've I, seemingly uh, we've gone out to eat a lot okay. when we were uh, back in Illinois last weekend um, because of Janie's uh, grandmother's funeral. We uh, went out to to eat a few times, and then this last weekend we went out with friends. And both times there was like obnoxiously long differences in time between when some people got their food and when others. And that prompted a conversation. Can you, you know, like, is it okay to begin eating? One was like a brunch experience where a bunch of people got their food, but then a few didn't. And there was this like, you know, some people would politely just be sitting there. And then I'm like starting to like get my food ready. <laughs> sure. Because my rule has always been like, if if it's a restaurant and it's a big group, if like three, I don't remember what the the ratio was, but I've always heard Essentially, if the majority of the people at the table have gotten their food, it's okay to start eating your food. Now, if it's a smaller group, and basically I went digging because that's just how I've approached it. Like, I'm going to start eating, and I don't feel bad. Other people just sit there. And to your point, I just feel like food's going to get cold, and you want the other people to just eat their food before Mm -hmm. it gets cold. So I kind of went digging to see, like, what etiquette experts say, And, and basically... They said what you said, which is if you're in a small group, the person who hasn't been served can certainly give you the permission. Sure. Otherwise, it's most polite to wait. Right. Yeah. Um, But again, if the other person, if the odd person out gives you the permission, then it's okay to go ahead and start eating. Um, But if it's a larger group, to me, I just feel like if the majority of the people get their food and the other food is like coming and it's on its way. 
like just go ahead and start eating mm-hmm. because again, you don't want to have to sit around waiting for your food to get cold. No, yeah, I totally agree. I think that's move forward, just move it along, and don't don't be it, it, like I said. It almost feels. The people who are eating feel like they're rude. I think I'd feel more rude if I didn't give them that blessing and didn't say, just dig in. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you that uh, this there was a BuzzFeed article that had a poll, and um, they asked this very same question. And I'm just going to pull up the latest results on this. Eating before everyone's food have arrived, unless the waiter has specifically said there's going to be a delay. The answer is either no way or this is fine. I would say probably this is fine. Uh, unfortunately, only 38% of people said this was fine. Most people said, no way, if uh, nobody's, or if not everyone's food has arrived, you don't eat until that happens. 62% said they that eating before everyone's food has arrived is rude. It's bad enough when a restaurant screws up the meal for one person. Now it's going to screw it up for everybody if you're going to have to wait right? that long. That doesn't make- I will tell you, we went out to eat this weekend and there was like, it was a situation, there were three of us. Yeah. Two people got their food, and then it took another 10 minutes before the other food, like before the last person's food arrived. And that was, well, it was mine. And I was like, you guys, go ahead and eat. Mm -hmm. But uh, my friend Callie was just like, I don't want, it's not. And I'm like, no, just eat. I don't want your food to get cold. And mistakes happen. I mean, I was on the opposite side of that, where I was the one making the food. And there are times where you have the ticket. Oh, this is a good perspective, because those of you who don't know, Mike has actually worked in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you're communicating to the table, like, hey, there's been a problem or there's been a backup. What do you think from your perspective? And a lot of times when something like that happens, especially if it's not a super busy situation, it's it could be the manner of just the ticket that was put up there. If it's not done electronically or whatever, the ticket that was put up there, just they maybe wrote something on the bottom that they you as the cook thought was in reference to something else. You didn't realize, oh, that's a steak dinner that I just miss, you know, misread because oh. a lot of times that's what it is. It's simply okay, it's just me mis- again, like, so like what, if somebody if you come comes up to you and they um, waiter or waitress is like, oh, you want uh, the chicken cordon bleu and you want this sandwich and you want a pork chop and they write all those different things down. Everyone has their own technique on how they do that, but there's a chance they might have like circled the the pork chop because they wanted it done or wanted a specific side on it or something. Well, then they put it up there. You're running through doing all your cooking. You see it and you're like, oh, and you can't really make out. Some people have better handwriting than others. At least yeah. this is the experience I always had. And you're like, pork chop? Oh, they, they want some sort of different dressing on this salad you just in your mind is like that's not pertaining to me i'll handle the rest of this because people they'll write down more than just their order on this ticket and so i've had that happen before where you're reading through it and you're just like oh it's two burgers okay and then in your mind you just move on you make the burgers you get done and then you look and they're like where's the pork chop you're like oh boy i had totally missed it and then you have to make you've already sent out the burgers yep exactly you don't want the burgers to get cold no so it's like what you're kind of you know in a tough spot like you said communication is big and that's one thing I always did as a cook because um, waiters and waitresses, they're the ones who always unfortunately have to take the brunt of oh, the cook screwing up. Yeah. And the cooks, hey, spoiler alert, they screw up. Well, so- I was going to say, like, I think the impulse is always to yeah. be like, oh, I wonder if they didn't put the order in. Exactly. It was something. always a lot of times you instantly think the person you're interacting with, they're the one who had the mistake. Yeah. That's not always the case. In fact, a lot of times that's not the case. There's a lot going on. You're making but a it's lot not of food like for a lot of people. You as the cook is going to come out and be like, sorry, that was that, my bad. That's why from the very <laughs> Very beginning when I when from the very beginning when I realized this was how it's done I would always tell the waitresses because normally in that setting they were usually younger it was all in it was a small town so they were yeah. all high school students and things like that or older high, I'd just be like look 
blame me. Say that we had an issue in the kitchen and yep. you're super, super sorry, but it's well, then my you feel fault. feel bad as the server, like being like, it's the cook's fault. <laughs> yeah. So you have to do it. And they're like, yeah, right. right. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But truly, it might have been. That's a good perspective. Yeah. I never thought of that before. I always, I mean, you know, usually it's one of those things where, like, as long as they're, they're saying, like, hey, this will be out in a while, I will tell you that, like, when I get super hangry, though, you know, like you don't notice things like that until you're hangry. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like normally you're just like talking, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever. And then you might go, oh, wait, we haven't gotten our food yet. What are we doing? Unless you're hangry. Yeah. And then it's like, if it is a situation like I just laid out where, you know, it's a pork chop, it's going to be a while. Then I'd be like, sir, can I grab you some salad yeah, for free? Like can stick? I grab you? Exactly. Some <laughs> just something to hold you over, something that can be done really, really quick. Some chips and salsa. Like, can I throw that at you for free just because I know, you know, you're going to be waiting a little bit longer. Did you ever have somebody be like, I need to give some feedback to the chef? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like what's the worst or what's the best feedback? The best. Well, we, it's just very rare, but chefs or cooks have gotten tips before. Oh. Yeah, I, I, a few times. I have never thought of that. A, a few times, somebody was like, "Wow, this!" And a lot of times, it's if you're doing a more complex meal and you know some you know, some sort of a steak or something or whatever. But and it's very rare. I'm not saying it's My expected, but chef. yes, I've had a waitress come back and say, "Oh, here you go," and they hand me a five or a ten dollar bill and they say they said it was done perfectly. And I was like, wow. "Well, thank you." So, but again, that was rare. <laughs> So was the steak. So was the steak. Uh, Worst thing, ever have anybody come back and be like, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. I haven't had that. You just have the people who just send it back repeatedly. And, uh, you know, if they have something. No, I don't. If there's something wrong with it, awesome. But, like, when you send it back and it's something so minor and you're just like, really? Yeah, what's the frustrating thing that people send back? uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's always going to be meat. It is. It's always a burger that, oh, I ordered this medium. And then you look at it and it's like, well, that looks pretty medium to me. No, no, that's too rare or whatever. Or they think there's a lot of people who think they know what a medium burger or what a medium steak should look like. And you actually don't know. You don't have any idea. I feel like that's why servers are always very clear to say, like, with a little pink in the middle Mm -hmm. or like whatever the, you know, description of the thing have you okay so now because one of the places we went out to eat somebody was telling us that there is uh gosh because we were talking about burgers and uh, one of the one of the people she eats her burgers like well done like hockey puck and it's just like why are you even exactly why why Mm -hmm. just get something else (laughs) um but she said that she orders i swear it was like medium plus it was like a term I'd never medium heard before. Plus. She's like, oh, yeah, no, now I tell them to do medium plus. So it's and not that's quite medium be, well. It's, it's not just quite medium, medium well, but it's not quite medium. And I'm like, what is the difference? It's either medium. And frankly, half the time I will order things medium rare because I think mm-hmm. things will come out more. Me- like when what I think of as medium is usually pinker sure. than what is served to me. Yeah. Tell her to order medium well minus next time. Medium well minus. <laughs> Just a little bit like, in what between. What do you really want other than like <laughs> everyone to be like way too picky? Plus. Yeah. That's a first. I've never heard that before. Medium plus. I had never heard it either. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's an actual thing. And also, what's the difference between medium plus and medium well? And medium well, you might as well just get well and don't order that at all. Yes. Anyway. So to answer your question, usually that is what it's related to. People's meat. perception of what the meat should be or shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay, um, I could talk, we could talk food all day. And in fact, we're going to talk food later in the show if cool. you just joined us. Uh, it's just Mike and I today. 
And uh, later at the top of the third hour, in fact, we're going to talk about a new hostess treat. So Ooh. I forget, were you a hostess family? I was n- not really, no. No? We didn't really have hostess or little Debbie. What we did were, you have? The only thing we had is I would always beg to get those little... Um, I guess no. Take that back. It was hostess. Those little pies. Um, the yeah, fruit like, pies. Yeah, the fruit. I used to take that back. I, I guess we were yeah, hostess right. people. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that later in the show. But when we come back, we are going to talk about mm, legalized betting. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. On oh, pro yes. Wrestling. That's fun. Yeah. I know you're thinking to yourself, dear audience, <laughs> what in the actual bleep? But this came up in a conversation the other day, offhandedly, yesterday, in fact, and I thought Mike... You seem to know something about oh, yeah. this. Yep. I am completely confused, but you'll help us understand what's going on when we come back right here on My Talk. Keyword Kids. The Little Blind Spot. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Here we are. It actually, it's fascinating. It came in an offhanded reference yesterday about pro wrestling. I'd seen something out of the corner of my eye about pro wrestling having legalized betting that people would bet on outcomes that seem to already have been pre-written. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Mike, you said, "Oh yeah, that'll never happen. It will not." And I'm curious why, because well, frankly, there seems to be a lot of interest in pro wrestling. Yep. And you said this has something to do with the Oscars. Yeah, well, uh, just wrestling in general. And that's the one thing, like, I know, obviously, this is weird because it seems like we keep referencing it with uh, Bad Bunny at WrestleMania and then on Raw last night and all these things. I, I'm not a passionate fan as I once was. I kind of grew up in the era of um, the Monday Night Wars back when it was two different companies, WCW and WWF at the time, now yeah. WWE fighting against each other for ratings. And I since, go all the way back to GLOW. There you go. Nice. The gorgeous ladies mm-hmm. of wrestling. Love it. And, uh, but, 
so you've had, and, and that's the one thing, in cable television, it has dominated the ratings for decades. Like, it's just unbelievable how, from a scripted standpoint, something that most people refer to as bad soap opera is that dominant when it comes to viewership. Well, and then you've got the characters in the, the you know, the, the characters that are in, you know, these wrestling mm-hmm. shows, even just above the shows themselves, they're larger than life characters. Yeah. I mean, Vince McMahon and yep, yep. all of that. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that there yeah. continues to be extreme interest. Back to the original uh, question, though, when it comes to sports betting on it, the one issue with sports betting is that um, every state is so different. And at the when it comes to legalizing different forms of gambling, we've seen it in this state alone. I'll say in the, the case of the fact that we can't have craps in this state. We can't have roulette in this state. You can play poker, but you can't have a bet bigger than $120 in this state, which is why they have to do different workarounds that from a no limit hold'em standpoint or things like that. That's all just really, really every state has basically its own set of laws and rules. Okay, And to work through that from an overall regulatory standpoint to make it work it's just it's not going to happen now we referenced during the oscar time and the reason why i brought that up is the oscars is one of the very few times where a predetermined event can be bet on Mm. from a sports betting standpoint from any sort of a betting standpoint it has to be something that is decided by chance more than not by chance and it has to be played out live in the moment after the bet is taken so this, so then the is the argument with the Oscars then because like so few people would know what the outcome is exactly. Now keep in mind, so few people would know the outcome is or know the outcome. Plus, you have the accounting firm that's actually holding those results to make sure that everything is done legitimately and legally. You still have such a small number of people. Now, with all that being said, when it comes to the Oscars, the fewer people that know about it, the the um. Very low exposure of who could who could find yeah, out less likely for shenanigans. Only six states allow that. Oh wow! Not okay. only do only six states allow that, you can't make a wager over a thousand dollars. And what's the reasoning? Like, what's the argument for why you shouldn't do that? Just because it's because it's predetermined. It's already been determined. It. And if you make it, there, there's a threshold. Just like yeah. anything, if you know the outcome of an event, it takes one wrong set of eyes. You know, if you, four people are going to know the results of something, one of those people just have to have a slight malicious intent and be like, "Hey, call up their cousin, so, call up whoever, and say you should put this much money on this happening." I know the results. So that explanation makes sense, mm-hmm. and that rule seems, you know, uh, to make sense. And people's desire to, you know, keep things as above board as possible makes sense. But I would also like to introduce you to America, yeah, where people <laughs> also like to make incredible amounts of money. Mm-hmm. So, and you would also think that sports, you know, even though that's quote chance. Is it because there is the risk, right? There is the possibility that somebody throws a game because of a bet. So like that, that opportunity for manipulation exists. You don't think that there are people trying to come up with a way to sort of, I don't know, minimize the amount of interference there would be or... Yeah, sharing of knowledge about like predetermined scripts. Don't get me wrong. There, there's going to be people trying to pull this off, but yeah. I think when the powers that be at the WWE realize these shows now have like teams of twenty plus writers. Yeah, 
all of them There's have no intent could. in mind. They all have a story in mind. And if you truly believe the kind of process that they want to go through, like any good series, we talk about any, yeah. name yep. the name the series, the streaming series, shows that have an end in mind, shows that know where they're going, have better quality storytelling. That is what ultimately these companies want to have is really good you know, storytelling that's yeah. going to be consistent. There's not going to be any weird, you know, can't, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, can't they just like lock up the script in a vault somewhere? But then you still have how many eyes that have, <laughs> that have worked true. on that script. That's or true. That and everybody it. needs to plan but, accordingly. Yeah. And, and again, the reason why I brought up the Oscars, though, is just the fact that as sheltered as that process can be and is, they could only get six states to agree to it. And they've yeah. been, and that's since 2019. What are those states? Let me guess. Uh, Nevada? Not Nevada, actually. Oh, okay. One of the first, whenever it comes to sports betting, one of the first states is always New Jersey. They were the first when it came to legalizing sports betting overall. So New Jersey is one of them. They got Atlantic City, of course. But um, Indiana, New Jersey, Indiana, Colorado, Michigan, Louisiana, and Massachusetts. Those are the ones. Now, they all have different sports books now that, that have agreed to basically facilitate these bets. Uh, so what you would have to do is not only get the states to agree to it, you would then have to get sports books that would be like, oh yeah, we'll offer this. And for reference on that side of things, um, Bet MGM, which is one of the larger, it's the mobile platform from the MGM Grand, like yeah. in yeah, Park MGM, those properties. Sure. The their betting on a mobile platform is called Bet MGM. The CEO of that entity is named Adam Greenbolt, and when he was asked about this, he said three letters. NFW and uh, the first one's no, the last one's way. I'll let you figure out the middle one. Okay, so frankly, and I, again, is the assumption because it's just too risky. Yeah, too many hands on it. There's too many ways of changing and manipulating and knowing the results of something. You know, now the only way, and I, I was kind of trying to figure out in my head if you could find the only way you could truly do this is for specific events and like if but again from a storytelling standpoint they would never do this so like super super smackdown like the royal rumble for example the royal rumble is 30 participants could they do a situation where they say we're going to make this completely random we're going to have our 30 superstars we're going to do a random decision a random draw some might have more better odds some might have less you basically run it behind the scenes like a horse race you know with different odds and then boom the winner is going to be determined like that so a special one off and then they get to the ring and then they're told because it happens a lot actually where they change the results or they change how things something's going to go in the in the moment got it just because some someone got injured something arriving at the event on you know game night or event night you wouldn't know but then within the moment they would know and those people could be you know sequestered or somehow kept from you know tweeting what's going to happen now what this is ultimately going to become and it actually already is like this when you were watching like WrestleMania this past weekend or you even watch Raw a lot of times when can, I was doing that. Yeah, you can go on to DraftKings, for example, this platform, and you can actually say, oh, I think this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen. It's all free play, though. They're actually You can't wager your own money on those. It's uh, a contest, as okay. of sorts, where it's open to anybody. Well, I was going to say, have they never, like, you would think shows like, for example, The Bachelor. Yeah. That would be an incredible show to take bets on. But to your point, you... You can manipulate it. There's yeah. Well, in reality, people like Reality Steve would you know, run away with the bank because they allegedly know what's going to happen. Exactly. And uh, a lot of these, yeah, that's a really good point, but I'll, and 
the even if they would get to that point where it's allowed, there would be limits on it. Like no sports book would allow you to make a bet on the Oscars, like I said before, for a certain amount. What about of money like over in the UK? Because I, I, I they do odds on everything over in the UK, mm-hmm. and doesn't that mean that you can then place bets with those odds? The odds can be placed or can be set without actually placing the bets. Because like we have referenced, but the then odds. if you're like illegally betting, mm-hmm. you would just be using those odds. True. Yep. And that can happen, but good luck getting paid if it's done by some shady off-sea yeah. illegal, you know, setting. Yeah. Like, sure, they could offer it and they could, you know, take your bet, but you've got to have a lot of trust in that illegal bookie. To, What's to the thing it? you wish you could bet on that we can't? Well, I mean, oh. the sports betting right now is being discussed in Minnesota, yep. right? Yep. Online poker is the big one. It doesn't make any sense that uh, those, and it's it's slowly but surely happening. Most states, it's legal to play online poker. The state, it's not. What do you mean? So explain to me, what's what do you mean online poker? Playing poker uh, on like platforms on your phone. And like on, on like, an app. Yep. On an app poker of some against form. others yep. for money. Exactly. That Got is it. currently illegal. That was um, done by a bunch of offshore uh, sites for a long time. Then they had this event that shut it all down made okay. it illegal now states are finally starting to come back on that but that's the one big one that because there's needs to money exactly all right well uh from money where should we go next back to food how about Let's that do it um hostess has a new thing out called a cas bar have you heard of this no i'm going to tell you all about it and then we're just going to talk about our favorite hostess snack cakes when we come back